Daryl feel? Quiet? Sleepy? Yeah, he's really quiet. What's he on? Oh, he's still on antibiotics from the last thing, and then, um... Pain? They gave him, they gave him carprofen. These big stupid pills, so... I got that liquid medicam. I'm just going to use that instead. Is he on gabapentin? Yes. So that'll make him a little sleepy, too. <clears throat> and they gave me trazodone. Just in case he's wild. Or it's like she was like, she's like, he doesn't need this. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but I'll take it. <laughs> I'll use it for later. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll find a dog that needs that. Any restrictions? Was hey, throat? Bessie. Like, were they... No, they said that... Um, <laughs> they said that... It looks like tape. No, it's a it's like a latex glove. Um, what? Maybe even his hair glove. They said in the in the position that that it was in, it's like basically it's just it's very insulated, you know. So the pulling on the leash, it's not really going to be any type of issue. It's not anything here. Like the only issue, she was like, you know, if you can, you know, feed like you know soft food. I go, well, I feed him that anyway, so. That'll be fine. So yeah, he's just he's just really quiet and um, but that's to be expected. He's he's always like that after surgeries. Pretty down and out, so I thought I was coming into yesterday when I got a hold of all my dog's faces when I walked into the well, door. She had the flower phenomenon. Were they in diatomaceous earth? No, it's flower. I saw so, that one picture, it looked like porcupine quills. So I came home I came home, I mean and I, I noticed it on Lamont first because he's black, you know, and I'm looking at him. I can't figure out what's on his face. Is he having like a terrible, like vomiting? Is it like a froth? Is foam. it foam? Is it foam? Foam? Is it like, you know, is he being seizing? I immediately go to all the things, you know, thinking something terrible has happened. I take him outside and I start looking at the other ones. I'm like, you've got it on your face and you've got it on your face. And what did we get into? And I'm looking around the house and I don't see anything. I don't see anything. Before I left, I told Mabel, shut the pantry door. She blames it on Mabel. She told me that she did. Sure, just blame the baby. She must not have shut it all the way. Mabel will be the baby till she's 40. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But there was like a five-pound bag of flour on the floor. So that was white boy. Because white boy's the pantry getter in her. He'll tear up some top ramen, you know, packets or (laughs) a potato. Do they eat the flour? What are they doing with it? Oh, yeah, they're eating the flour. Okay. I don't know why you want that. Well, because you're on raw and you're going to get you some carbs Harvey. <laughs> no, I don't know it was nasty but so then it's all dry it's like you know dried mess all over the pantry floor and dried all over their faces and then while I'm hosing each of their faces all up pull their lips down and then you got like this big like chewing tobacco chaw like all stuck in their gum line of just like a flower goo ball nasty he had a big wad on the roof of his mouth <laughs> oh it wasn't the roof of his mouth it's all right here how much of it did they eat I don't know, because they just kind of cut into the bag some. So I would say, like, between the three of them, maybe like a cup and a half. At some point, it sticks in their mouth, and they f- they go like, this isn't good. Yeah, yeah. like that stuff all in his mouth. He can't get that out. Yeah. Well, now they've got bricks in them. They'll be stopped up for a week. Ugh. Yeah, what's that going to do to their stomach? Their poop. should go through. We'll see that poop when it comes out. We'll see that poop. We'll see what's up. Yeah. We'll see that poop in the yard. What's this, what's this solid what the- poop? It's flower poop. Yeah, I want the I want the poop pics on that one. Mm. Right. <laughs> I'm curious. I don't, think, I don't think my dogs would do that. My dogs would. <clears throat> do That's that. what I'm saying. White boy my started dogs that. Would totally do that. 
Totally. Sweeps will barely eat her food. I mean, she ain't eating flour. Irene wouldn't eat flour. Daryl well, I mean, wouldn't eat flour. Bumblebee's I don't know why he didn't choose a shoelaces. potato. He could have eaten a potato. Mm. There's a potato bag of potatoes on the floor in the pantry. Be one off with a potato in a second. She's the white boy takes it to years. the laundry room and then like... A potato's good, though. Hey, B. We don't need to hump little B. Well, whatever y'all do, keep that bumblebee down there and away from me up here with the camera. She's already run off with my shoe. She's playing with B I've over here. B likes her. I've seen B do that. I've B never likes seen her. Yeah, Bee's like playing with her. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm telling you, Vivi's a hit. What's going on with my Bessie's tail? It's being treated. It's great. It's got she got on her side it, so point yesterday. You know, what's got, you know what's going on with it? Is now your mom has a Frenchie she loves, Vivi. <laughs> and now Bessie's <laughs> yes, being neglected. Bessie's Bessie. been bathed every day I might this have week. to contact the rescue every day about this you. Week. <laughs> she had a side yeah. point yesterday. I want to make an anonymous tip about yeah. Bessie's care. I need to contact myself about you. I need to, we need to spot check her. I think oh, I need to return her. Oh, okay. Come up here with your trouble. What's she going to do? Troublemaker. Oh, yeah, cookies. Oh, sandwiches. Ooh, you ain't no good, bread Bessie. bread in there. Sandwiches. <laughs> you ain't no good. Oh, B just checked her. Yeah. Bessie. Hey. Hey. She's she bad. I wouldn't let her up there. I won't let her up there. He puts her up there. You stay down there. You're a bad girl. You know who looks younger, though? So this is the second time I've seen her, and she looked younger. Newt looks younger in no, the she face. Doesn't. She's completely gray. No, her, but her face, not the gray part, just the, I mean, she's wiggling and wagging and just. That was weird today. Cause, uh, I came home just to get my bag, and just, I leave her loose because she's got pants on, so that's fine. And then, like, she, sometimes they'll tell me, like, I want to go with you. I want to go with you. She's like, I want to go with you. So we get in the car, and then she's all, like, stuck to my face, like, giving me kisses and stuff. And, like, she does that a little bit usually, but it's a little over the top. So. Newt does that sometimes. She's very she clean. Like, she just, like, glues her cheek mm -hmm. to your cheek. She glues there. So she's like a time. Doberman, but in yeah. a... Those, uh, those two breeds are kind of the same. That's yeah. why I like them. Pew. Pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. I still want six six of those. So, so I want a big greyhound. No. I like a big greyhound. I want, I want a little... Bzzz, I want a bunch of little ones. No, she's like too, they're too like breakable with their bird bones. I've never broken any of her bones. She has very, very breakable bones. I know she, I know that it's a thing, but I. What is this ear doing? She's got stupid ears. On. She's what got, is happening Her there? ears are getting stupider, like that happens too. <laughs> Sometimes they'll both be up. Yeah, I was doing that last time. She's just on my lap and yeah. I just fold them both they'll up. They'll just be different. Get a handle on those things, would you? That Krista, you know, Wayne Wickline flew her from. Mm. Yeah. So this morning, I just sent him a text because we, your mom and I got this text. And it, you know how you can name a text? Uh -huh. And so we get this text one morning and it said Doberman ladies. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what is it? Who's this? <laughs> so I go look in there and apparently he had characterized us that way in his phone. <laughs> so when the... Apparently. Apparently, as one does. As one does. <laughs> so when the... We got in the photo of Krista going to her adoption, and it was so sweet. And I thought, for some reason, I thought, let me send that to him and just. And I was like, Wayne, you know, here's one of the star, starving Dobermans that you flew out. And, you know, she's being adopted. And it, well, then a little bit later on, I just went to check Facebook, and he didn't. Re I, I didn't get a reply from from him, but he posted to Facebook. He goes, "This makes me so happy." Oh, I'm glad that that was fast. She wasn't here very long. She wasn't here very long. 
She got a home really fast to a previous adopter. Was she just starving and didn't have any other problems? Yeah, she wasn't heart one positive oh, or anything. Okay. So yeah. But you know, a lot of we don't have trouble typically p- placing Dobermans unless we have a bunch of them. Yes, but it, they usually go pretty quickly and it's usually people that have adopted from us before and I don't know if they've just seen like and liked the breed through us because a lot of the times they've never owned a Doberman. Have these people owned a Doberman before? No, I don't believe so. No. I think it's it's just breaking that misconception that Dobermans are these oh like God, tough. I still laugh. get that too, it just yeah. It makes me laugh. I never had met a Doberman until you're so funny. I, you know, had had met Riley and you I know, have that was never met a Doberman that, that wasn't was an idiot. <laughs> yeah, because they're per, they're you know. But the in the movies, it's like yeah, it's like Magnum PI. You know, they're inside the fence. Yeah, all all in the eighties, they were the they yeah, were the, they, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All eighties <laughs> movies that those are the scary dogs that <clears throat> were they in the Omen or was those Rottweilers? Which one? I, I don't. I don't think I've seen I the great Rottweilers. The Rottweilers. Weren't yeah, they I in the Italian job PI too? And those the, the, the Dobermans that were. Like, yeah, or like a Miami Vice, like that corny scene where you go show up to the big Mr. Big drug dealer's house and he's got like Dobermans, you know, Dobermans with, with like a spike collar on. Spike collar on, and yeah. There's that. There's this movie in the mouth of madness, and like there's this guy and he lives in a castle and he comes out and like he sends the Dobermans out to like go attack the town folk and stuff like that. Yeah. Just what they're actually doing is going, ew! No. They just want to come and lean on you well, real hard. I, I was like, Wes, this dog, I, you know, again, because I would be like, oh, this dog really loves me, and then y'all take great joy in correcting me. <laughs> You're not special. That I'm not special, and they don't really love you. That's They yeah. do that to anyone. Yeah. And so that's when I had to learn what the Doberman lean was. Yeah. You know, and then multiple did it to me, and I'm like, oh, this is so, I love this. I mean, I who doesn't want that? that story of the first time you met B. So sad. About who? She the first time she came to the ranch and she met B and you know B's like loving on her. Mm-hmm. And she's like and she's like, Oh my god, she just really loves me. <laughs> and she you know you, would, you know wait, 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 wait. You would think since if you don't know someone, you don't just go jerk the rug out of someone you don't know. I would. Well you don't know her. Unless you just unless you just take joy I'm in doing just that. Being honest. No, mm-hmm. you just enjoyed doing it. <laughs> The point was, B feels that way about everybody. I know. special. <laughs> it was terrible. It was so terrible. He loves meeting people. Are you down there, Typical Bibi? And, and I just thought it would be what like that she Needs loved me hugs. so much that she would want to go with me on the little fundraiser. You know, I took her to the fundraiser, and then she wouldn't greet anyone. She wouldn't <laughs> hug anyone. She turned down a piece of bacon. I was like, oh, my She's gosh. He wanted to go home. Some <laughs> dogs just can't do that. I took Daryl to one of those things, man. He's just like, he's just going to pant. and yeah. He'll Have be excited for a little bit, but he just has nothing but stress. It's yep. just like. it's just Some it's, dogs it's, can't it's do not that his, it's not his outside deal. of their territory socialization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For Daryl, it's just like he can't. He can't handle it. I told yeah. B I was never taking her he's off the property. He's just going to pant and again. drool. I'm going to go through like 50 towels, and I'm going to get annoyed, and I just got to get out of there. <laughs> yeah. Newton Benny could do that all day long. Benny, well, Benny loves, could do that. Benny's great for that. Benny yeah. is a showman. They love, yeah. they that, love that. That one time when I took him to the Hollywood feed and people knew he was going to be there and they knew he liked turkey, he ate so much. They keep <laughs> it's his best day. They keep that, feeding him. That then at one point he goes, oh, more turkey. And he kind of turned his head. I'm like, <laughs> but it was so funny because little ladies would come with their baggies. 
It was a great morning for him. It was his best day ever. Yeah, Frog Boy could like, do that. You, you take him to like a like a like a group of, and they'll just they'll just work the room. They'll go to this person, and then they'll move on to this person, so that everybody gets to. Yeah. outside of any parameter. Yeah, she's anywhere. fantastic she at couldn't those care things. less about that. She'd be happy. She'd be happy to be social wherever you want her to be social. Frogway. No problem. Yeah. Well. So you lost your dog. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Or you got too much pain? Because it's fine either way. Um, You know, I think it was harder than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Because I thought I was doing, I thought I was doing okay, and then I wasn't doing okay, and it was surprised me that, because I was kind of acting a little bit like Travis, you know, where I'm not my normal decision making, you know what I mean, for a, that night. Yeah. I did okay through the whole thing, which I'm always really good in a crisis. But then usually later on, once my brain slows down and I start to process like what, the that's when it dump. hit me. And I thought, I, I mean, I couldn't go to sleep that whole night and it was horrible. Because then I started like, start sec- questioning I started questioning yourself. myself. That's what always happens. And it was terrible because when I left that morning, Danny helped carry him out to the car and Danny and I luckily had had so much, I call it the long goodbye, but we had so much time to process what was happening with him yeah. that Danny and I could have conversations. And I knew to, I knew I needed to be really sensitive and make sure we were on the same page about everything. And he, I'd always told him that I just had this really bad feeling that whenever we did the sonogram <clears throat> that he wouldn't come home from that. But then we talked about it because the night before he kind of rallied and he got five toys out of the dog bed, out of the dog thing, a little bear and this and that. And he, and I was like, this is, this is weird. And then that morning he felt better and he was happy. And, you know, when he was getting the toys out, I told Danny, I said, you know, if it's cancer, you know, and if he's doing what, do you, you want me to? you want me to bring him back home? And, you know, we kind of thought maybe we would. And Mm -hmm. it was, we kind of had it at a weird place. I said, you know, do you want me to call you? And, you know, we kind of just left it like that. But then when we went out to the car, he put him in the front seat and he kissed him. And he, he's, Lately, he told him goodbye every day because we were a little bit afraid sometimes he wouldn't wake up in the morning or something would happen. Yeah. So he would, he just was in, I would hear him say that I love you and I'm going to miss you. And, Mm -hmm. and he told him goodbye in the car. And I thought, well, that about killed me right there. Yeah. But then when I got there to the vet, I, I had not met that vet in person before. And I just loved him so much he leaned into me and he just he made me feel like i was the most important person in the world even though he had squeezed me in mm-hmm. i just i mean it was unbelievable and they went to do you know the sonogram and then the findings you know i talked through the findings with him and he was just so calm steady like this steady 
and he said there's no coming back from this yeah and so i just i thought about it and i thought if i take him back home i'm not doing it for him no you are not danny's already said goodbye to him danny's so strong about many many things but if i took him back home for him to say goodbye to him again that's going to kill that man. Yeah. Carly, my youngest daughter, she's always, we've, she didn't leave home until just a few years ago, so she, she's loved him her whole life. I hated for him to go without Carly saying goodbye, but again, I'm not doing that. I'm not thinking about what's best for him. Yeah. Um, he could look terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, he physically looked terrible, and he's been suffering for a very long time. And he was asleep from having the sonogram yeah. they given him a light side sedation <clears throat> and i just quickly ran through in my mind you were busy with daryl at it on the opposite side of town mm-hmm. and trying to do that over there and i know you would have come but there was no you know what i mean i knew what you would tell me yeah i knew the conversation we would have and i knew what i had to do yeah. and so that's what i did but it was you know but it the, wasn't easy. The right thing to do is what you did like four different times because you have to pull your mind back to make the decision for what's best for the dog. You can't you can't go down that path of, you know, does Carly get to say goodbye to him? You know, do I take him home? So you can't do that. You have to make the decision for the dog. You have to leave yourself and your own pain out of it. Well, and I just thought it... Once I got home, though, and I talked to Danny about it, and I told him all, everything I was thinking, luckily, you know, that's one of the blessings of being married to somebody 40 years is I kind of know how he thinks, and then we generally are on the same page about things, and he said no. I mean, I did make sure and call him, and I said, I'm going to let him go. Mm-hmm. And so he knew that, uh, that I wouldn't say that if, yeah. you know. Yeah. But... When I talked to him about it, I didn't want to bring him back home because I did also didn't want to do that to Danny and have him, you know, he's staring at his dog that, okay, what are we yeah, waiting you're just for looking him, at him to, the whole time. you know, and then we were also a little bit of, we were a little bit afraid. Like, what if he, something burst in there, he bled out or, yeah. you know, these kind of things. So all that was, you know, I, I mean, I'm still crying and bawling my eyes sure. out trying to kind of like. You know that kind of ugly cry that you do sometimes where you go and you're like snotting and yeah. you're doing, you Been know, and I'm trying times. to, I'm stifling that because <clears throat> I don't want to do this. Yeah. You know, I want to take him home on his dog bed in my front seat. Yeah. But it just, it was what I always knew it was, was going to be. So I was fine that afternoon and I actually was fine driving home other than crying. Mm-hmm. But boy, I tell you what, when I got in the bed to try to, lay down my mind just started like running the olympics and i started having these terrible and i say this so that someone else if they go through it they you know my mind just started thinking i had guilt because i had helped him pass i would i knew i would have guilt if i did not help him pass i knew i would have guilt if i woke up and he had bled out in the bed yeah and so there was all there was was pain and guilt. Yeah. And I thought, this is terrible. There's no peace here. There is no peace. 
The only peace comes with time. Well, and now, so that was Tuesday. Tuesday. Today's Friday. Yesterday, I started, like, you know, feeling a little more at peace. But I still... It's just not good. No. All, all normal, natural responses that happen is... The pr it's the process. It's the process of grief. It's the process of working through it. And because I, I think I told you, I think I, I think I told you ahead of time that you will, there will be a thing of guilt. That's there will be a se second guess. It's the second guessing when you have to. That's why I say to people so many times when your dog like dies in their sleep, it's such a gift because you don't have this what I'm, all of a sudden i can't remember her name who died in on the kitchen floor edith e edith it was my bedroom floor yeah at the time that that happened i thought that was the most horrific thing that could happen but now even though she died like that mm -hmm. in kind of in a way even that's a blessing it's the choosing that's the hardest it's the it's the choosing, it's the, the pro processing, whether you're making the right decision or not. Is it not. now? Is it time now? And is then it time the now? guilt that comes with it when you've made what you feel like is the right decision, your mind is always going to, it always comes along. It always comes creeping up and goes, should I have, you know, and it's awful. But it's, it's, just, it's just what comes with that. And whenever a dog passes away on their own, you don't have that. You just don't. When you, you know, what's worse is like what you had with Fred mm -hmm. is the deterioration, the deterioration, the deterioration to the point where you have to like call Dr. Reno and say, we're at the end. I can't do this anymore with mm -hmm. him. As opposed to a specific illness, you know, with your dog, Fred was really old and had a bad heart, and he's now he's going to seize, mm -hmm. and the the quality of life mm -hmm. is gone. Yeah. His just, mind is gone. He's just not even there. I just anymore. I say it; they're wasting away, and you're watching them waste away. Yeah. And do you let that go on so long out of guilt that they have a heart attack and just die from wasting? I mean, no, I don't want that either. And then. You know, I was when I was talking to the vet who was I was I I said I'm going to talk you through what I'm thinking, and he agreed with me. But I said I don't want what I had with my little Chihuahua, where I can hear her screaming and they're trying to get a vein and they're trying to do all these <coughs> things. I said I don't want that for him. He's and it wasn't that way. He was calm it was peaceful yeah it was all it was it was all you hoped for in that moment it was the only peace i could have was having at least that that and that's all i had and mm -hmm. then i had the peace of you know sometimes you know you can do one thing and another person can't mm -hmm. and so you go ahead and do it because you love that person and so you just you know what i mean you like you're just going to shoulder this because you know you're strong enough to carry it yeah mm -hmm. and i knew 
not taking him back home and making Danny have to say goodbye again, that was important to me because I knew it was going to be hard enough for him to kind of get over with time. And then we've got these three little Chihuahua girls that they've lived their entire life with him. One of them, Puppy, our real bad one, she's naughty. But that night at 3 a.m., she just screams. And at 3 a.m., she howled at 3 a.m. And they're, like, hunting for him, you know, in the yard. And it was just, it was very strange. Yep. It's a process. You know, you want to push a button and just be past it. But you, unfortunately, you just have to work through it. There's nobody that can, there's nobody that can make that better. I mean, you can talk about it and hear people. And that helps you resolve things in your head but you have to just move through it that's how grief works you just have to move through it what is it that you always say about that sometimes you get the dog that you, you get, sometimes you, you don't get the dog that you want you get the dog that you need because you, you learn things from well them. i was just about to say you know here i am almost 60 years old and you kind of think sometimes how many you know maybe you don't have as much left to learn Oh, you're wrong about that. And I, <laughs> about particular things. Uh-huh. Like, I'm, unfortunately, you know, we talk a lot about dogs passing and have to make difficult decisions all the time. Yeah. Well, this was not like that. No. Because there was way too much emotion. Because, because there's love involved. Yeah. But, but which... For the dogs that we're making decisions about, but we I care, care about them. I care deeply. We of what, care about yes. them. It's not the same as your it own was dog, the though. same as it was the same as as my my dad's dog yeah. Melba. It's you know I, I explained that multiple times. I didn't have this dog for years and years where I loved this dog. It's it's not the same as when you as when you lose one of your own dogs. And and even with that, even my own dogs. Some of the losses are much harder than others. Well, I, t- I think I told you this. I had the most startling feeling come over me. And for, it was fleeting, but I still felt it. And it was, I thought to myself, I don't ever want another dog. Yeah. I felt that feeling. And I thought, whoa, because that's not really like me. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't imagine ever not having a dog in my life. <coughs> and for like that much... I felt that feeling and I, and I thought, okay, now that's a lesson I'm supposed to learn because, you know, I deal with lots and lots of families all the time. Some people want to adopt right away when they've had a loss. Some other people, maybe the wife's ready, but the husband's not ready. Some people overcome with grief and pain only feel better when they have a place to put that love onto something new. And that's okay too. Yeah. And I absolutely think that how, you know, grief is what it is. And there's not a, I don't believe that there's a right or a wrong. There isn't a right or a wrong. Everybody has their own grief. Everybody processes their own grief in a different way. And there is, you know, and I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of, of things with how people grieve. And, and, And I have guilt because Travis is going through his own issue with Daryl, so I hate to be saying all these things that I'm going through knowing 
that he may be facing the that same he, thing. I don't want him. You know what I mean? I hate sometimes saying it out loud with him because I don't want him thinking. <coughs> he's, he's already thinking. He's that, already thinking. You know. That. And then I have another friend who her friend she has cancer, and I never dreamed that I would be in this predicament with you know. And so I feel guilty that she's you know. Yeah. So it's just. It, but he's at peace and. There's a lot of cancer. There's a lot of cancer floating around. And I'm lucky that I had him all the years that I did, so. Well, and as time goes on, and as you go through the process of your grief, you will relish in, in the joy that he brought you and not focus on the death and the pain that it caused you. And that's, like I said in my post about him, it's the contract <coughs> that we sign. We go into this contract, taking this dog in, and as they get sick and they die, we focus on that to be such a huge part. But as you move through your grief and you get past it, you're able to look at the full contract of all the things that that brought, dog brought you, all the happiness, that, all the joy, all the laughter that that dog brought you. But at the end of that clause is you have to go through this part. You, you, that's when you pay. That's when you pay. I told Danny and he agreed with me. I said, you know what, we gotta be careful when I'm over there snotting myself with the whole box of Kleenex, that we don't let his last day, the last decision, the last this overshadow the whole contract. Every day, exactly. every bit of joy, all the, you know. Every time you got on your kitchen counter. How many times did he do something crazy? I mean, that he made us laugh. Him on your table? All on your the, kitchen counter. <laughs> you know. <laughs> He knew every DoorDash man in Plano. They, but all as, the Amazon but, men. But that's what I'm saying. Is as, you, as you move through the grief of losing a dog, you know, it's, it's funny because the process with losing my dad was the same. It was just way bigger. I mean, it's like a million times of that pain. But it, nonetheless, it is the same process. I, I remember when my, because my dad looked so bad as he was dying. You know, he's bald. He's, he has chemo. He's like, he looks like he's, he's thin. He's all sunken years in. Old, and he's, and your dad was, always had hair. So being bald was just weird. terrible. On his deathbed, the process of him dying, him not wanting to die. It was like a grappling kind of a deathbed. It was awful. It was awful it's everything you don't want when you think about like euthanizing your dog that, exactly. that struggle and the fight and that was all of that it was so much of that and for the longest time i thought when i think of my dad am i always gonna think of that is that gonna be my image you and wouldn't even look at him and it was forever it was for, for probably four years that i couldn't i just couldn't get past it I couldn't even I couldn't even think about my dad in like his 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 youth his you couldn't even look at the pictures of him like no. hanging on the on the wall in the house no and then I, and I remember talking to Judy about it because you know she went through this with like her dad dying and I'm like am I ever gonna get past this and is the image of my dad ever not going to be that and it and it is it is I am past that but it probably took four years so the gravity of grief with a dog because I had that kind of an impactful grief with Mui. I'm like, I can't even get out of my bed because of this dog. But you move through it and everybody moves through it at their own pace. And the crying that you and Danny were doing, and like you said, you don't want, 
You don't want this to be what you think of when you think of him. Well, I'm glad now that Danny was not with me because he's very sensitive because now I have an, an image that I don't want that's filed in my filing cabinet. Right. And I know what his last image was, and that one was Sunshine was hitting my car right on his dog bed and, yep. you know. And all of us, with the grief that we, because it's a natural thing for all of us. There's life and there's death. We're all going to die. Everybody that we love is going to die. Every dog that we've ever had is going to die. That's just life. Comforting podcast. Really. And you yeah. and you know what? You can bury <laughs> your <Most> head. <laughs> and, and, and I go back to that statement that people always make that I always gives me pause when people say, I don't know what I'm going to do if something happens to this dog. And I go, something is going to happen to that dog. And it's going to happen to your relatives. And it's going to happen to your friends. It's going to happen. And you know what the lesson of that is? To enjoy things while you have them. Wait, baby. Because nothing is guaranteed. You will lose people that you love. And you have to come away from that appreciating what you had. And that's what I can do with my dad now. That's what I can do. And interestingly enough, the images of him on that deathbed have faded. They have faded. They were so vivid Ooh. for me. But the, and the, I still have them, but they have moved into kind of a faded. That's how the brain heals trauma. Yeah. And my dad was such a vivacious man. I mean, he had like, he had those steely little black eyes that would dance. And the, yeah, he's the Mr. Eye Twinkle. The twinkle in his eye. And, on, and that is more forefront for me now. And that's what happens. That's what happens with everything that we lose. And that's the process of grief. Phoebe, we don't want to talk about you dying. We don't want to, so we just don't. Phoebe lives forever. We're going to get her a bionic robot body. <laughs> but I think I'm, I feel like I'm a more um, compassionate person today, Friday, than I was on Tuesday. And I have more understanding, so... Maybe there's something, you know, there's a little bit of growth and something positive to come from that. Because I think now when I talk to people who are contacting me and telling me, hey, I'm not ready yet. I'm yeah. kind of thinking this. I'm kind of, you know, it gives me a greater empathy insight. for exactly. that situation. Because so I'm, I'm a, grateful for we that. We get a lot of people who think they want to adopt they have a dog who is old and is passing and they think maybe they want to bring one in then and they have thoughts about that or dog their dog has just passed and then and then they come to realize that they're not they're there not yet they're not ready yet or the husband <clears throat> isn't ready yet because the grief is different for every person yeah. so it does i was talking to dr reno about you last night and she said how, you know how was laura doing and i said you know you don't have a lot of experience with your own personal dogs dying. Not a ton. No. This is, so Sasha died a couple years ago. Yeah. But she was old and it was, it was terrible. And yeah. the way that she died, it was such a relief. Thank you. know, it's like, oh, thank goodness that somebody could end this because it was so terrible. It was catastrophic. Yes. yes. And so I don't have any, there's no guilt. There just was no guilt. Right. I'm at the ER, and this was no, 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 no. Yeah. But this was my first one of it being a conscious decide. decision, a dog who meant the world. You know, it was all those things. Yep. But 
I mean, I do. I feel good that it was the right thing. It was the to right do decision. Now that it's Friday, right? But and next Friday will be better than this Friday, yeah. and the Friday after that will be even better. And and then eventually you'll just all you'll do is remember the joy of him. That's all. Yeah. And that's the way it goes. I just didn't think we'd be having this kind of update. I felt like we would. I just didn't think it would be that. You know what I mean? I was I, just still I felt shocked. Like, well, <laughs> I don't I, know. When I don't we, know when why we, that when is. When we talked last time about him, you guys were both in a state of denial. But we were. We must have known enough because we were having the conversation. I think what's well. Said, this has been going on with you for <clears throat> a couple months. Yeah. Right. So. But last week we talked about it, <laughs> and you said you talked to Danny about it. And he said that he wasn't ready. Yeah. And I... Because he... But he hadn't had the instance. So what day was that? I texted... Memorial Day. Memorial Day in the morning. I said, my dog's really sick. Yeah. And he's, you know... Bloody diarrhea. So he took a turn. Yeah. He took a turn. Mm -hmm. And then he rallied and... It takes a while. Like, with me, I'm like... I can honestly say I'm in full-blown denial, not even processing it with Daryl. I totally agree with you. And you know what? That's where I'm at with Daryl, too. Yeah. Because. I can't. I just. I, can't, I won't I, go there. I can't even. I don't have enough information yet. Um, I just can't even go there. I'm just taking care of the day-to-day, -day, doing what I'm supposed to do. Um, monitoring him, making sure he gets his medications, monitor his eating. You know, that's that's what I always go to. Of course, that's what I do in my job all the time. You know, it's like if I'm taking care of some client's dog or if I'm taking care of some rescue dog. It's like. All I can do is just meet all the needs that this dog needs. Yeah. And so my brain just kind of defaults to that, where it's just like, I'm going to do this. You know, I pick them up. They give me all these meds and I go, okay, I don't like this med. I'm going to switch this one. I'm going to use something else. You know, I'm already just having my game plan for how I'm going to take care of this dog. Yep. Um, but I can't even, just can't even begin to process. I talked to Dr. Reno about it yesterday. I'm glad I you did. Cause I'm not talking to her. <laughs> <laughs> and I, this is how I approach her. She should her. lose my number. This is, her, this, is how I, this is how I approach her. I said, I'm going to tell you what I think about this. <laughs> and I want you to tell me if you disagree. So she's like, hit it. So I said, listen. This listen. Dog, listen. She did, she did this. She did this. Listen. listen. But not, she didn't do this to Dr. Reno. That's different. No, she did this one. She's not that upset. Yeah. This one. There's a different kind of pointing. Daryl is almost eight years old. Which is ancient for a Bordeaux. He's an old, old man. He looks fantastic for his age. But he's, he is showing his age. He's solid in his mind. Yeah. He's solid in his body. Mm -hmm. um, he's got a strong heart. Mm -hmm. So we've got a mass on his back that we took off that I'm not that concerned about. Soft tissue sarcoma, grade two, completely excised. Dr. Wilkins was happy with that. I clap at that. Take that all day long. I take that all day long. Did not like the news that we got yesterday, but I can deal with it. And I said to her, this is my plan. We take that thing off. We get a biopsy of it. If it comes back, something benign, grade maybe. two sarcoma, it's not going to be benign. Wilkins goes, this is cancer. Okay. But how slow growing is it? How long has that been cooking in there? Exactly. Has he what had is, that growing for two years? What is, the, what is the grade on it? Has he had it in there since he was two years old? And if so, then that's great. Because exactly. Because he's going to outlive it in a normal life yes. in spite of it. Yeah. yeah. 
That's how what I By look. the time that thing grows back to any substantial size, you know, he'll be gone from something and else. And Dr. Reno said, I completely agree with you. And that's the way and the Travis has said, to look at it, That's too. the way we're doing it. That's what we're doing. If, if it comes back as some kind of aggressive cancer, fast-growing, can't-get-a-hold-of-it kind of cancer, then we're going to have a different mindset. Mm-hmm. But what he's got on his back, I'll take that all day long if that's what's in his throat. And, and I, I am like you. I do not even approach the door of Daryl's going to die. I don't. I won't. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a pre-crier, you know? Exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to cry about the what if or the... Yeah. Because no. I, look at it, I look at it as a waste mm-hmm. of energy. Yeah. Well, I just always want to have, like, the way I treat every single thing in life is I plan for the worst but expect the best. I really do. I do not go through life with the negative, you know, like negative Nancy, as they might, one might say. I'm not going to do that. But it's still, I felt enough of what, I felt like I was like Travis because I was like, oh, what? I was still like surprised when it was happening. I'm right. like, how? And my logical brain of talking to you would be like, this is not a surprise. This yeah. is what you, you know, but I well, felt Well, it can surprised. be good to be a pessimist sometimes because that's kind of what I am because, like, I knew that going in and I, I set in my head, it's like they're going to go in and try and get this tumor out of his throat, and I go, they're not going to get it all. Mm-hmm. They're not getting all of that. Yeah. And so that's that's what it was. So I think I'm the anomaly here because I, I don't do any of this that you're doing. That, like, blank, can't, you know, focus on what they're saying, make decisions. That does not happen to me. Well, it did happen to you. For what? It happened to you when Norma was dying. I, I wouldn't say that I couldn't make a decision. I was, I needed the information to be relayed to me. You were in denial that she was as sick as she was. Um, until she had. Um, until she crashed. <laughs> no, I mean, t- I mean, I drove her to emergency. And you know, I know that this is a compli- you know, something that we could be looking at. I know, but when Doctor <laughs> Reno had her. And had done that surgery on her. She was doomed then. She did not say that. She did say that. You just didn't process that. I don't think she said that. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, and I don't, I don't go into, le- I, maybe I don't love my dogs as much as you guys do, but I don't go into, like, deep grief when my dogs die. Well, you know what? I, part of it, too, could be, like, we had a great dang when my kids were little and my life was extremely stressful and I had to put him to sleep because he had cancer at five years old, which, Mm -hmm. you know, I was a dumb young pet owner. I called myself dumb because I didn't know enough to, you know, I had a giant breed dog and I didn't understand that he was a senior. I didn't know. (laughs) I didn't know that. And so that's what I mean. I was dumb. I just thought I got, I wanted a big dog and I got one and then they only, they have a short lifespan. Yeah. Well, I, there was no time for grief, like this kind of grief. Yeah. You know, now my kids are all gone from home and this dog was literally sleep in between the pillow, Danny's head, his head, Mm -hmm. my head. We're all touching every night. And so it's a different, I'm at a different place. Exactly. And my mind is. That's what I was just going to say is the grief that I had for dogs that passed when my kids were smaller was different because 
your life, you don't focus on them as much. Yeah, I don't have time for that. Because your kids <laughs> consume your life. That's the reality of it. And all my and all my energy and my it's brain where space. It's all your energy and brain space gets used up. They're sucking the lifeblood out of me. They are. <laughs> That's what kids do. That's what they do. But it's on empty. It's not what anybody tells you before. They just give you this cute little. Isn't that cute? Bump, how cute and they this smell baby is. good. They are. And 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 you know you just took them home and all this lovely. They're so cute. It's a trick. It's, it's a, a trick. trick. It's a dirty trick. I used trick. to say that when I had toddlers and they're and they're like you know they're asleep in their bed and you go look at them and they're just like asleep in there and that, it's like then they wake up again start making noise that's what keeps you from killing them because they're just so cute you're just so cute that's ex that's exactly right that's a, that's a it's a, it's a biological mechanism <laughs> this thing is so annoying and so draining it's but like Whoa. that's why puppies are cute when you look at them when they're asleep you just oh, go oh my god they're, they're little, just so, cherubs. little so they just little cherubs look little sweet little or, or they say something they they say something just adorable. So just adorable, so you know, and that it like hits just... that reward center in your yep. brain. Yeah. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Just, it turns down the other murder trigger you guys have in your brain. You're like, it's like, all right, you can stick around for a little longer. I'll, I'll murder you later. It's like the teeter totter of murder love. Yeah. <laughs> My God. My youngest daughter, Carly, she doesn't have kids, so she's the she's my baby. But my oldest daughter does have two children, and she's not having any more. Well, her last one, she named her Austin Carly. That's my daughter's name is Carly. And so if if you ask Austin, who's three, what her name is, and she will say her whole name. Well, then today at 7.15, she knew Carly was coming, and she said that she's coming to see Luca Carly. <laughs> That's the other <laughs> And I so I... I talked to Carly later today. I'm like, look, whatever you do, just make sure you get over there because Austin said that his name's Luca Carly. Carly was like <laughs> so happy. She's like, well, yeah, everybody should be a Carly, you know, but saying the cute things, it's yep. like, you know, straight to your heart. Yeah. Yep. We don't get a lot of that when you have teenagers, though. No, no, you no but then by then it's too late. It is too late. You're, you're like the, you, you know, you're up to your neck in it by That's then. Right. You're so far down the train track. <laughs> I don't care if you love me because I don't love you right now. <laughs> weep, 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 weep. They always you know, say, say about like birds, like birds that like knock, their, babies knock their babies out of the nest. And like, you better fly. You're going to hit the ground. That's right. Because I ain't coming back for you. No. And so that's what somebody would. Ask. I remember someone asking me when my oldest son went off to co college and she her kids were still young. And she was like crying because my son was leaving. I'm like, I'm not crying. No. <laughs> I know people like that that are like devastated when their kids leave. And I'm thinking, what kind of kids you got at home? Because <laughs> Come on, she got, one they of got the magic sauce ones. <laughs> they got the best. You know, pearl there kid. are magic sauce ones. I know people that have kids that are just like they're just. Well, like you the have greatest, you have Mabel. Yeah, but even Mabel's like annoying. She could still. No, leave. she thinks <laughs> that she thinks that Mabel will turn when she turns into a teenager. They're all totally. going to turn. I don't trust any of them. I don't trust any of them. <laughs> no, Mabel's not going to turn. I don't think she's going to turn. You just called it a trick, and now you're tricking yourself. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> well, See you, what happens? When you See get, what you do? When you get, well, because Mabel says stuff, and I turn my head. and like Denial. Whenever, <laughs> whenever I see Mabel, she goes like this to me. 
like that. And I'm like, oh, you know, it's exactly like that. hook in the nose. She's so good. The, the equation is out of balance in the universe and she has to turn. To no, it's not out of balance. They're she is a turd at home, too. <laughs> Mabel is still a turd sometimes. No, it would just be like, I know when she, Pam took her, I think it was Mabel, Pam took her to Target and out Pam comes with the Christmas tree, ornaments, lights, garland, like a whole tree, the whole thing to set up in her room. That was Lily's tree. Was it Lily's tree? <laughs> yeah. Lily knows how to work it, though. I'm like, see, they just can do these things to you. They're killing me. Specifically one killing me. You guys aren't selling it. You never do sell it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every, t- every time I walk away from this podcast, I'm like, doing yeah. it right. Doing yeah. it <laughs> Speak doing of it selling right. it, like, here, I'll sell you my 17-year-old child. She's free. I'll give you a dollar if you take her. She's so spicy. You know what's so funny, though? It's like you guys say this all the time. And, you and know she's going like, to come back and say what she says. She's going to come back and say what she says. We keep saying this. You keep saying that. I mean, The best day of my life, like, I'm going to be just, like, so happy. You know, they're going to be like Al pacino it. <laughs> Nah. Like, man, yeah, I read that. Like, what are you doing, bro? Isn't he like eighty something? He said he's like eighty three. He wanted a paternity test because he didn't think he could. Because wait, because he men's oh. chances don't go down. No, it yeah. doesn't. I know, doesn't. but you know what? I just look at that and go, it's, it's really so irresponsible because your ch- your child will never know I you. Know. Yeah. never. Will so y'all need you. to hurry up. So what do I have until eighty <laughs> one? <laughs> I could mark my calendar. You guys let me know is when it is. Is this your dog over here? Look how cute she is. Look at that little bumblefoot. Can you see her? Yeah. My bumblefoot. She got that bumblefoot. I just think her foot just looks so much better. You know what? I I have a post that's gonna I'll put up tomorrow. Because I sent those I sent photos to Dr. Reno last night. She goes, That looks fantastic. <laughs> Hello. Really looks fantastic. Very good. Would you ever just listen to me when so I So then I pulled this? the photos up of what she looked like a month ago. It's bad. Oh wow. She look it look it's that, like I think okay. that cold laser I mean yeah. to me the cold Well she had open sores all over the yeah, it was sides like, of her It was like foot. bursting open. Her toenails were bleeding. She was bleeding. It yeah. was one of them fell off, right? <laughs> Two of them uh, fell off. Two of them fell off, but the nail is still there. Okay. Um, anyway, when you see that post that I put up of the side by side of, you know, the top and the sides and the back. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now and like, I saw pictures it was amaze balls right I now. I mean, yeah. I'll, obviously you have to wait and see what. Well, this is the thing that Dr. Reno said. But I'm just like, we don't go to, we don't go to sawing just to be. No, but, you know. uh, but what I said to her is. How am I going to, how is he going to know that we're affecting the infection in the bone? And she said, he's going to do, he's going to do some more biopsy. He's going to do some more needle biopsy. We'll look at x-rays and see if it looks any less in there. I said, she has that big lymph node in the back of her thigh. She goes, that might never go down. Yeah. She goes, that's not going to be the determining factor. So, um, even just the underside, what it looks on the outside and it, lo- and it looking better doesn't tell you what's happening on the inside so even though it looks better it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that it's working (laughs) so i'd have to keep that in mind but you you also have to keep in mind every dog that we've had that's been similar to her with an infection in there has had a good outcome 
And so that's at least per that's percentages in well, her favor. Well, Dr. Crow gave me the percentage of 70% that well, he feels like that he can make this go away. Well, I, I'm going with that. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Well, and then the cold laser was just on top of that. Well, the cold laser, t what we wanted to do was to take the inflammation down mm. so that the blood flow could move the antibiotics into the bone. And that's what, and we did that because the swelling is way down on that leg. I just, I swear by the cold laser <laughs> after I saw my chihuahua have it with her luxating patella, I just swear by those. Yeah. I think it really does make a difference, you yeah. know, when they've had like a major surgery and you get that like twice a week. I mean, yeah, it's a pain to go get that two times a week, but. Every three days is what I had to do with the bumblebee. Well, good thing she's so, so good in the car. Well, I could just take her picture in the car because she's just so cute over there. And she likes going in there. She's she's very social. <laughs> she thinks that she thinks that everybody wants to see her. Well, she's right. She's sit, she's sitting at the vet the last time I took her there, and the chairs are across from each other, and she's on a leash, so she's just sitting like in the middle of it, and she's just looking at everybody, and people just think that she's so cute because she's snorting and stuff. You know, people are always uh, amused by the sounds that come out of a French bulldog. And the lady, and the, so if they, if they kind of look at her and smile, and she's like, oh, you're talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> a lady goes, can I touch her? I go, well, of course you can touch her. So she reaches down. Oh, and then she just like goes wild. Buzz, buzz. So turns into that wild bumblebee. <laughs> buzz, 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 buzz. This is ridiculous. Bee likes her. <laughs> I'm so happy for Bee that she has a friend to enjoy in her senior, you know, because that's good for her to get some. You know, she's spunky. Yeah. She's never played with anybody like that in her life. She's given her a little bit of a pep. Just to beat her up a little bit. Well, you know. You she to, is you the queen. There's rules. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get to just, you know. You don't get to wrestle with the queen without understanding where the pecking order goes here. Yeah. You little bumblebee. <laughs> she does this with her head like Levon. I just think it's... When we were talking about them be, being cute and all that when i think of daryl going into like one of these places the way i love daryl and just the magnificent head he has on him because when you see him you want to kiss him you that's just you want to do that and so the thought of him going into dvsc and just going on in there like daryl does I can't imagine what people think. Well, I think there's a little bit of intimidation at first. Oh, yeah. I'm, I mean, I've, I've dealt with this a hundred times. Yeah, the, so, yeah. The, I mean, the tech who came in, like, she's going to take his temperature. She's like... Is he... Is he going to, like, bite my hand off? Is he going to, like, turn is that he big friendly? head at me when I put this yeah. in here? No, he's just going to slobber on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dr. Wilkins pinned up against the wall, though. Just, like, leaned yeah. up against him. Dr. Wilkins finally went down to the ground with him because, yeah. like, his big old dog... <laughs> He but, you know, they people. don't get to see, like, a mag magnificent beast like that every day of the week. He is a beast. Yeah, I mean, you always get compliments. I always get compliments. It's like, oh, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous dog. You know? We know. We saw him on a patio table, and he was a pretty boy. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was ugly really, then. He, he was, he like, is, ugly teenager. He was, like, 10 months, wasn't he? Yeah. It? No, he's, he's always had that gorgeous physique. He was a little thinner and maybe, like, a little less Isn't muscle. Isn't how old he was, though? He's like, like 10, 10 months old or something like that. But he's 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 always been just very impressive looking. <laughs> She's like a nutball. <laughs> I mean, I wish that Travis would talk about bubbles that way, but you know. She's so cute. 
Well, when I was so upset the other night, and I told your mom, I'm like, oh, I gotta sleep. <laughs> and so all I get is like this photo of Bubs and, and her snaggle tags. <laughs> yeah. One, two. And you know what? It did make me feel better. Yeah. <laughs> Should we talk about something that's fun? Well, you have to roll into hey, something. Be th- fun. Be funny. Come on, right be now. Be clever. Yeah. Light on the spot. Lighthearted, go, funny. Go. Go. <laughs> Make me laugh. It's a pretty heavy podcast to roll into. Fun. We've had a lot of heavy podcasts. We have. That's the problem. We've me? had a lot of grief podcasts. I don't think you have to like worry about your audience being like a downer or something like that. It's just this is just what podcast happens. is a bummer. I think I think that's the only, I think that's the reason why like our podcast has like anything compelling at all because it's like this is literally what's happening with us here you know or with this dog or, or whatever explain it in detail and that's because that's just that's i, just I life. listen to a lot of podcasts i mean a lot and which always, which always surprises me when i don't, do you I don't listen, listen to any are you sitting at a boring desk I, doing I, your non-job i listen any time <laughs> yeah. where my choice is public radio or a podcast Nobody listens so you to the turn radio it on anymore. in the car. I, I'm in the car a lot. Like in the morning when I get out of the shower, I'm listening to a podcast. Oh. Um, if I just if I'm doing something monotonous, I'll you know I'll listen to a podcast. Right now I'm listening. I'm burning through this whole nurse practitioner down in Austin, all about health and all the different. You know, I mean, I'm very interested your gut health and all that. So I'm like going through this whole thing. But I listen to trash stuff too, mm-hmm. and the people that the trash ones, the you know, it's like reality people. They're just talking about like, hey, what's going on in their life, and I mean, so it's not a lot different than what we're doing. And I listen to it because I just do. I don't know why. Yeah. And so if I'm interested in that, I actually think what we discuss is sometimes more interesting because people have a vested interest in, you know, we're kind of telling a story. Well, we're talking about our life. And it's a continuation of what we were just talking about. We're so interesting. That's the format, and that's why it's compelling to people because it's not like fake. Yeah. That's what I had to try to convince you when we started this. Like, oh, we have to have things to talk about. No, no, no. You just forget the microphones are on and you just sit there and talk like we do anyway. Yeah. If there were no mics in here, this is a conversation that we would have. I think people are interested in that because the page is so different than what this is. The page has a format to it. It's very clear. You get a good morning. You get a good night. Yep. You get this. You get that. In the after, you know what I mean? But this, they're getting us. Yeah. And so it's kind of like a peak. Which is why I almost don't like it. (laughs) Well, there's lots of us that we don't talk about, though. Well, yeah, but still, even what, like, even what I do, I just, I just, I, I, I I skirt the line on, on comfort usually when I'm, like, in here. But hopefully that's like compelling to He's somebody. He's kept over the top. Otherwise, of I don't want to. <laughs> otherwise, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I, tr- I mean, I've, sometimes I feel a little guilty if I like throw Danny too far under the bus. Oh, don't feel guilty. He's not that's even listening. That's the good stuff. Except for he never listens. Nobody so. has friends that do. But <laughs> you know, court. I try to be. <laughs> he won't ever listen. You know. But I think that's part of the draw is that you do share something different here than what they get on the page. Mm-hmm. They don't want the same thing. Or or they get a bit of it on the page. And they're getting a deeper look. Much more detailed. 
And that's one of the things that I like about the podcast is it gives me the opportunity <laughs> to speak about a particular dog or an issue with a dog that I can't do in a post. And well, no, and they can hear our voices, right? And see like the concern or the you know who we are. Yeah. And I think for people that like on the rescue side of it, I think if I were giving money, I would enjoy watching the post so I could see if I like those people and if I wanted to give them money. Yeah. Well, you can see our decision-making processes in here because right. we're talking it out of like, how, what are we going to do about this one? And like, ooh, this is what we're facing. And ugh. Or if I was going to, like, let's say it's, and on the Lone Star Dog Ranch side of it, if I'm going to leave special at the Lone, I want to, I personally want to know where I'm going to go leave special. Special can't stay. Just so you know. She cannot stay. You dog could fit through a water bottle, man. I can't keep that going she would definitely have gone through the gate to the chicken yard. And yeah. Yeah. Your dog's a hamster. She can't stay. <laughs> so I think, I, I think there's like there's like good for the ranch in it. She's and chewing it good, too. Good for the rest of you in the podcast. When you talk about your feelings and like what you hesitate to share on the podcast, I think that's precisely why people trust us to leave their dogs with us. Because they get to see who we are. Right. And that's what people want. They want... they. When you're leaving something you love, you want to trust. Yeah. So and that's a big to, thing. Who are you? Because if you're coming in here looking like Pigpen or you're wearing a satanic shirt with a, you know, <laughs> da, 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 then I probably don't want to give you special, you know? <laughs> but if you're, you know. If, if I'm a normal human if being. If you're acting normal, I'm like, well, I, I kind of, she's funny and she looks like she's pretty sweet. And that, you know, then maybe you. Well, we're going to have to have a, a podcast later where we talk about a little bit of Italy because we haven't touched that yet. So maybe maybe next week we can talk about something <sighs> boring, that's a little, <laughs> a little lighter you than our dogs keep I dying. Mean, come back we come from this trip of a lifetime boring. and people go, I can't wait to hear about your trip. And we never talked and about it. we never did it. Who yeah. wants to hear about your people, trip? I can see people writing on the page. Oh, Everybody liar. asked me, how was your trip? I picked oh, up Mabel I from school. I never want to hear about anyone's trip. <laughs> Mabel was Ever. sick one day and so I had to go get her from the nurse who's she you know follows the page and she's like, how your trip. That's true. <laughs> oh, we can't cover it on the podcast. Oh, these We're people too busy. Are, just, are just hanging on the edge of your Italy trip. Yeah. Italy. Italy. Well, maybe y'all can just do a podcast about your trip. Do it right now. Cares? Yeah, you guys should just do You Don't don't yeah, call me. Just do your own. Yeah. Don't call me. Yeah. What a fuck. Well, well, the three of us don't need to be. Honestly, I think it just sounds a little... No. A, little, a little dickish to be like, let me talk about my lavish vacation, or is that just me? <laughs> oh, I would not call that a lavish vacation. Just feels we like got stories about our Airbnb. Sometimes the toilet didn't work. Oh, like a so lot of the time. The kind of like a wild homeless guy or something like that? Because that's what I'm into. No, but oh, we it was a guy on the train. It was gross. Oh, All right. Yeah. All right. As long as you got. Like get some public freakouts. I, I mean, I get wasn't some, with them, oh. though, because I usually. Because you're I can tell you a story about the night we arrived. I want to hear. I want to. I want to hear the gross real. If you're going to tell me about your trip. Yeah. I want you to tell oh, me about I'll tell you all stuff. about it. Don't tell oh, me like, oh, we're here. It was beautiful. I don't like, want to no, hear no, like, no, no, oh, no, no, no. I'm not looking palace. to talk to you about the beauty part. I'm looking to talk to you about the struggle part. There's, right. there's always some the struggle. The best part there. of that trip, and I don't even know what trip it was on, was the naked Asian man. Like, that was an auction room. You, know, you, you got shit like that? Because people remember that forever. That's what I want. We've got stuff like that. That's what I want. Bring that. See, I talked about my Boston trip. What did I talk about? The homeless guys fighting in the courtyard. Yeah, and we have stories. And Everybody we have stories. Sees it. <laughs> <laughs> and the baby. And the baby. Jonathan, you see that baby? See, I don't talk about like, oh, like I stayed on the marsh in this beautiful 18th in century. No, I talked about the homeless guys and the ugly baby. Because that's what people care about. 
We had the guy spitting on See the that? train. I got spitting the pulse. on the train. Spitting, you know what? Spitting on the train. Spitting does not even to cover that. We to where his start this podcast. To where okay. his spit is coming across the aisle. At no, us. it's okay. way worse That's than that. Hear about our That's a teaser. Yeah. Okay. Next time. Okay. Next time. There you go. Enjoy your teaser. It'll be lighter. It'll be funnier. Good night, everybody. Good night. So what?